Gotta do something to pass the time. I hate desk duty. Oh, I didn't realize you were an opera buff. Polka, yes, but opera. Igor Stravinsky, Charlie Parker, the Beatles. The world of music has as many facets as the gem of life, each beautiful in its own way. A quote from Don Skanky. <laughs> How'd you know? Lucky guess. <sighs> well, that was a good one. Nice. Way to really set the tone here. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everybody. Hey, stop that. <sighs> You're going to get yourself going. And then where, where will we both be? We're already in bed. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Can you turn my headphone up just a little bit? Do, 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 do. There, that's better. I can hear myself a little better. All right. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. We've, uh, we've had a really busy day. It's been, it's been pod labbing, working on the pod lab all day. And I decided since he had a project, I needed a project. So I've been on the fly painting the living room all day. And the hallway. And the hallway. So our one flexible space in the entire house is now uh, unusable. So we are sitting in bed recording a podcast. But you got to give the people what they want. We're what adaptable. They, what they want is another episode of Forever Night. Always. And this is episode 11 Hunters. Not to be confused with the season two episode, Hunted. This is people in the act of hunters. It is not the past tense of hunting. Hunters. Uh, and it is... Completely different episode names. Yeah. Why, why would there be any confusion? Obviously. And this is a skanky-centric episode. Oh, one of our most skanky-centric episodes. And this is the second episode in a row where we get like, hey guys, Nat's still in the cast. So here's like a two-second glimpse of her. Hope you liked it. Bye. Maybe she was busy. Well, she's been busy. She was busy in dead air too, remember? She just popped up, had a one-liner, and then dipped. Same here. Oh, you know what? No. Nope, she's in it a couple times, but she's just not getting the screen time. It's like we, we blew all of her screen time on I Will Repay, <laughs> and she's got to build up her build up her uh, mileage again before she can get back on the show. But we open... Oh, we shouldn't do this yet, because... Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. Welcome to the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. You can do it, Pippin. <laughs> just, just go, Pippin. It's fine. There, look. Get there. Good boy. Pippin's like, why are you doing the recording thing in my sleeping place? We open, we open in a Toronto city street. There's a lot of people walking. There's a, there's lot, a of, lot of people standing advertising themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of... Very uh, obviously. Soliciting going on. 
uh, sex workers working. Um, and they are just walking, they being Nick and Skanky. And another person. Yeah, they're just walking and talking with this vice cop whose name is Anderson. Anderson. But not, what's his first Hello, name? Hello, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> what's his first name? <laughs> He's in it for like mm, 45 seconds. <laughs> so it's hard to remember his name. Uh, but apparently he's up for a promotion to daytime commander. And, and apparently Nick is bringing the news. Well, no, that he's been asked and he hasn't said yes. And so Stone Tree asked Oh, they're them just to there to bug him about it. Yeah, Stone Tree was like, go, go chat him up because Don Skanky and Anderson were partners. For four years. So they have some rapport. I think Stone Tree's hoping that Donut Don Skanky can talk Anderson into accepting the position. Uh, and so we get a little banter about Donut. Where'd you get the name Donut? And we get, oh, hey, we should have a bad trans joke. Let's just throw that in there while we're at it. Because it's the 90s. It wasn't that bad. You don't think it was that bad? No, it was, believe it or not. That was Marvin a few months ago. or Yeah, Miracle of Modern Science. Yeah. Well, he dead names him. Dead names her. Ah, uh, yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Oh, that's bad form. We don't do that. I thought, I, I w- interpreted it more as skanky. Your eyes are wandering. Yeah. Like, the, the person that you're looking at isn't who you think they are. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a... It's it's yeah. a lot. It's a it's a uh, insensitivity taco. There's some yeah. lack. There's some less insensitive and more insensitive things all rolled up and rolled up in the taco. But it all kind of tastes bad. So yeah. we'll just leave it at that. Um, my question is: Does everyone actually dislike Skanky, and he just thinks they're all joking? I'm gonna say yes. Because <laughs> because uh, his. Former partner is like, uh, yeah, one of the reasons I'm turning down this uh, promotion is because there's the slight chance I might have to work oh, with oh, Don okay. Skanky that, again. That was a sarcastic comment. Right. Because they used to be partners. Right. But Skanky, like, laughs at it. And Nick laughs. But it le- left me to wonder, how much is everyone really joking? It's probably about 75%. 75% Skanky. joking or 75% they don't like him? Sure. <laughs> Skanky is an unlikable character. Is he? I mean, I know we complain about Skanky, but I don't mind Skanky, really. He's a product of the time. He's very much a product of the time. Yeah, he's of the time. Um, And at a shallow level, he is an unlikable person. Yeah. But we, as the viewer, get to see him on a deeper level. Right. So all of his more shallow interactions come off with, like, police and whatever, come off as negative. You know, the just the, the casual sexual harassment yeah, and casual racist sexual. jokes and whatever. That's the shallow level of skanky interactions. But we get to see him when he's actually doing good stuff. Maybe I'm retroactively applying softer, better skanky from season two onto season one skanky. That could That's definitely probably, be it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have to liberate my notes now. I'll liberate your notes. There we go. We got him. 
Sorry, Pip. Sorry, man. Sorry. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy Anderson. Why are you harassing that cat? Because he's hanging out with us too much. <laughs> so This will make him want some alone time. So they spend all of like two to three minutes. Our whole cold open really is like a shallow chit chat with Jimmy Anderson. And just as he's saying, he's a dyed in the wool vice cop now. He gets shot. Bang! One shot. Dead. And Skanky is devastated because that was his partner and his friend and they went through Academy together and Sniper Rifle was super effective. Yeah. And we go straight from that to intro. So we go through our Well whole... no, hold on, hold on. What? Nick says I'm gonna go call into nine one one. And instead of going to their car, he goes up to the rooftop where the shooter was. Right. Well, we don't know that. Because when we come back, Natalie's talking to Nick. And- uh, Natalie, uh, uh, Nick says he's going to call in something. Yeah. We know he's flying away somewhere <laughs> because <laughs> he heard something or he's Maybe he calls on the route. Maybe when he's flying up to the rooftop. Oh, he has his cell phone in his pocket. He his cell phone. So he's like commuting. Sorry, I... That's why he drives a convertible. They just take off at any moment. No, no. Oh. Okay. On the cell phone. Oh, sorry for the wind noise. My top is down. Got the top down. Call when he's flying. Oh, sorry for the wind noise. My top is down. Holy shit. You've cracked the code. (laughs) There you go. That's how it goes. That explains everything. <laughs> now I'm just picturing Nick flying, but also using like the giant 90s cell phone, like the, the antenna waving in the wind. Or even better yet, the the satellite phone <laughs> with the giant, like a mini suitcase, like a, a mini briefcase <laughs> with the a, phone on top. Puts it in a backpack. <laughs> yes, he's got a, yes, he's wearing it on a backpack like Spider-Man does with yeah, his yeah. webbing backpack. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Except there's a cord coming out at, with a giant handset. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've solved that mystery of Forever Night, um, you guys are welcome. You heard it here first. That's why he drives a ragtop. So he's talking to Natalie when we come back. And she's like, are you sure you only found one? shell casing and he's like yeah i flew up to the rooftop i found one shell casing what, what's the matter what 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 about that are you not getting he's like slightly aggressive with natalie and she says well i'm just shocked because it's like he shot one time and the guy that was it it's all it took right. one hell of a marksman he's a really good shot he's he really only needed shot. one shot yeah and nick's like oh okay and natalie's a little um they're a little combative they're usually they're a little flirty but this isn't a flirty interaction. This is kind of an aggressive interaction because she's accusing him of not finding something. Surely I'm there's not more looking up there. Hard enough. And then she's like, well, hmm, yeah. You sure you didn't hear anything before it happened? And he's like, no, I didn't hear anything. I was I was talking, chumming around with my pals. And she's like, yeah, hmm, didn't hear anything, huh? Weird. Which is interesting because she's always guilt tripping him for using his vampire powers right. as part of his regular police duties. She's like that until she wants him to use them. And then right. she's mad at him for not using them. It's like in Dark Knight when she's constantly telling him not to drink blood. That that's what's keeping him from becoming human. 
And at the very end of Dark Knight, he's like, you shouldn't give you should not have given me a transfusion. I was really close. And she's like, what was I supposed to do? Let you starve to death? Which is it, Natalie? (laughs) Is not drinking blood going to make him human or is not drinking blood going to make him starve to death? Death is a form of mortality. So technically speaking, if he stops drinking blood, he can become mortal. Yep. Yeah. For a very short period of time. (laughs) (laughs) Or if he's vulnerable to starvation, is he not already mortal by definition? I mean, vampires are only ever functionally immortal anyway, because anything immortal is immortal. If you can be killed, you're mortal. He just won't die of old age. He has to die a violent death. That's all it means. And on that note, Stone Tree's back. Dropping knowledge. Dropping some knowledge. Stone Tree is back. Not the angry man from the previous episode, whoever that was. (laughs) His time of the month is over. The full moon season has passed. And Stone Tree, our Stone Tree, is back. And Skanky is like, I'm going after this guy. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get He killed Jimmy in front of me. I'm going to get him. And Stone Tree's like, yeah, I got somebody once. Killed my partner. I put a hole in him the size oh, yeah, of my I, I fist. Am, I emptied my revolver into him. <laughs> Didn't Left bring a hole my, the size of my fist. Didn't bring my partner back. Never does. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I'm glad Stumptree's back. I missed his sage advice and he was, calm wisdom. He said, he said, he really made an impression on me. I thought he was going to say something like, he's a real stoic man. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But Skanky wants to hunt this guy down, and Stone Tree wants him to just go chill out, take some days off, recover from this. And Nick actually argues in favor of keeping Skanky on the case. He's like, cut him some slack, Captain. Go back to my house. It's the thing to do. The best thing I can do, the thing I'm going to do, is hunt him down. Cap, cut him a little slack on this. You know, I really think he could. I think he could help, and I think it would be good for him. And Stone Tree's like, like, okay, but everything is by the book. I don't want any wiggle room for someone to say that we didn't do something that we were supposed to do because you flew off the handle. Which at this point, he should make eye contact with Nick and say, "Nick, by the book." Right. <laughs> Because which one of us generally doesn't? Oh, it's not skanky. It would be Nick. If we go by the book, Captain, hours could seem like days. Yep. <laughs> That's what I thought when he was like, by the book. Good <laughs> oh, old Star Trek reference. Yeah. 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 They just pop into my head. Unbidden. They live there. Rent free. Isn't that what the youths? Say <laughs> that that's what the youths say these days. These days. Uh, but we get some car time. This is their bonding time. They do their most like deep, introspective partner talking in the car when they're stuck in the car and they can only talk to each other and there's no cell phones. So yeah, Skanky, they can't just scroll Instagram. Right. Skanky can't be on the gram. He can't be playing Candy Crush. He's gotta talk to somebody. Which would be horrifying for anyone born after, oh, I don't know, 1996. <laughs> born after the year this was filmed. But they literally just have to sit there and interact. 
And so Skanky thanks Nick for backing him up, for being a Nick's like us. Well, that's what partners do. That's what partners are for. It's been years since I worked with Jimmy. Hey, thanks for backing me up with the cap. I appreciate it. Well, that's what partners are for. Yeah. Yeah. And when we get back... And, well... Oh, okay. Skanky's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Partners. Partners. I had a partner once. (laughs) (laughs) Not no more. So they get back to the precinct and they're getting computers. They're getting computerized records so they can look things up and it's being installed as they walk in. And and the the office lady, I forget what her name is. Norma. Norma. um, She's... Talking to somebody and like, oh, it's it's not going to be ready yeah. until tomorrow A couple or of days or tomorrow yeah. we're going to have it up. Skanky picks up his mail. Yep. And he's got the police special, which must be some kind of like police specific. It's the Chekhov's rifle of this episode. Yeah, definitely. Which we, we hear about it now or now. I don't think we ever mention it again. But he says he's got a subscription and the sucky thing about it is the subscription comes a week late. So if he wants the latest, wants the latest issue, he's got to buy it. Right. But he's also the kind of guy that has to have a subscription, so they get right. him both ways. Right, because he buys it the day it comes out, and he's still paying for his subscription. Yep. So he's getting two copies. So he immediately drops his copy of the Police Weekly in the trash. In the trash, yeah, because he's already read it. Yeah, and then and there's a Manila envelope with a photo inside. A headshot, one could say. (laughs) It's a picture of Skanky with a target drawn on top of it. It's like through the crosshairs of a rifle. Yeah. And he's like, holy shit, he was aiming for me. And Stone Tree's like, no, no, no. If he was aiming for you, he would have hit you. Yeah, he could have got you anytime. No, no, no. He was aiming for the other guy, and now he's aiming for you. Nick says... He took out Anderson first, and he wants you're next, and but he wants to make you sweat first. Yeah, and so um, Stone Tree actually switches from calling Skanky Skanky to calling him Don. Did you notice that he goes Don? You still got that cabin up north? You're right. I didn't really pick up on that. Skanky's like, yeah, I do. I was like, well, you should probably send your wife and kid up there, Myra and. I don't think they said the kid's name. It she has a name, but I don't. We don't say it often enough for me to remember. Right in this mm-hmm. very moment, and he, and he Jenny, says, Jenny, Jenny, okay. Myra, and Jenny. And so and, he, and if you're smart, you'll join them. Yeah, and Skanky's like, well, good thing I'm not smart then. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to, I was about to make the same crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we wear cubby. <laughs> you're my missing puzzle piece. <laughs> Um, and Nick's like, Skanky, you can't seriously be thinking you're going to stay here and fight. And Skanky's like, dude, you had my back five fucking minutes ago. And Nick's like, yeah, that was before you got a letter in the mail saying that you're the next target. And Skanky's like, seriously, don't, you can't tell me you don't understand what I'm feeling right now. Flashback. <laughs> so Nick's like, I do. And he like, it, 
the his feelings are somewhere over in the left corner of the room. He's kind of like drooped. They, they floated up toward the ceiling over there by that overhead yeah, light. Yeah, he's got to spot him. <laughs> <laughs> but once he pops that thought bubble, it's a flashback. And they are running from hunters. And it's LaCroix and Jeanette and Nick on horseback. And I didn't know that they had smoke machines with that much horsepower. Yeah, so there's a movie called Near Dark which we're going to do near dark um, in February. Um, The second full week in February, we're going to be doing near dark. But they have the same effect where they do the smoke billowing up from around them, but they had actual like tobacco smoke emitters. What? Yeah. (laughs) And so it made, there's one actor who's really young and it made him throw up. Like being immersed in so much tobacco smoke made him throw up. Yeah. So... I don't think that's what we've got here. That's probably not allowed anymore. No. It's like in Dune, the like 1980s Dune. Oh, yeah. The battle scene. Yes. Yeah, with the tire fires. They literally lit tires on fire to get the heavy smoke that rolls across the battlefield. And then they never stop burning. No. Nope. They're still burning. Never light a tire on fire. It doesn't stop. Not even for a sci-fi apocalyptic battle. Which, it worked. It was... A very impactful setting, yeah, for this film scene because it's this thick, cloying black smoke. Yeah, it looks great, but can you imagine the, the smell? The tires are still burning. I even when you go to a playground and they have chunked up tire mulch and it's a hot day, it's got that yep. off-gassing smell. Yeah. Could just imagine what it'd have smelled like on the set of Dune after they lit all those tires on fire. Good thing they did it in like the Middle East. Well, anyway, we did a flashback just like Nick did. We looked off to the right corner. <laughs> we just <laughs> lapsed into a whole bunch of sci-fi stuff. Oh, and my horror movie, which was Near Dark. Yeah. So anyway, we're back. Uh, there's a lot of smoke. I don't know how they're doing the smoke, but it's not that bad. They're like running and all three, LaCroix, Jeanette, and Nick are just like... Yeah, whenever whenever their cape kind of billows up, there's kind of a burp of (laughs) smoke coming (laughs) out. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, um, there it's it's because it's daylight and they're being chased by these hunters, and they they clearly have been unable to find like shelter because they're being pursued, and so um, Jeanette almost doesn't make it. Nick has to save her, and Lacroix's like, "Leave her. (laughs) She can't hack it. Let's go." We we can't we can't be going back to get her, and Nick goes back and gets her, and they end up in this like cabiny thing, which it's a barn. Yeah, I always <laughs> cabiny the cabiny thing. So I always like when we emphasize daylight in a vampire show where they're allergic to daylight, where we get like that small amount of smoke, so we see the light rays, so mm-hmm. we make this the sun feel hostile, which is what we do in this scene. Right, you physicalize it. Yeah, so we can actually see the light streaming into this room. And they block the door, and they're like, well, I really hope that sending the the horses on will fool them. And right. immediately somebody bangs on the door, and LaCroix's like, yeah, I really no, no, think no. that worked. Oh, they shot him. him through the door, <laughs> right, they shoot and LaCroix La drops to the ground. And then he says, I think they just answered your question. <laughs> They fucking shot me. <laughs> and then we go back. Back to real time. Uh, and Nick is sporting his red suit jacket and black t-shirt, 
Which is there a more 90s fashion combo than the blazer and t-shirt? Is this the bacon shirt? No, no, not yet. Oh, t-shirt. Okay, yeah. He's got a black shirt on. But is there a more 90s fashion combo than the like relaxed t-shirt and a blazer over top? No. No, I don't think so. And he's taking Skanky to a safe house. And so it's like a motel. It's a motel, yeah. Yeah, so they take him in. There's a cannon fodder. I don't know what his real name is. Carruthers? Uh, Will Struthers. Struthers. Okay. Struthers. Cannon fodder. Poor little Will Struthers. (laughs) He's just there to prove the situation. He's a red shirt. Yeah, poor red shirt guy. So Nick has a little heart to heart with him. He's like, you're going to be keeping this guy from finding Skanky, and you're going to be keeping Skanky from trying to dip. And Skanky's like, um, you're not talking about a six-year-old here. He's going to be a bit of a problem, Struthers. Uh, you're going to have people coming after him and him trying to get away from you. You're not talking about a six-year-old here. We could debate that, Skanky. But do me a favor, okay? Stay put. Promise me. Yeah. And so um, Struthers says he's ordered Chinese if everybody wants to stick around. And Skanky, referencing cherry blossoms, in which he mentioned that he likes Mugugai Pan in a show of cultural sensitivity absolutely yeah um he's like Ugu guy pan struthers like hell yeah with so, egg rolls and with egg rolls and so skanky's like nick i know you got places to be but can you join me for an egg roll and nick's like all right i will but i'm not gonna eat anything i'm just gonna watch i'm just gonna watch you eat cool <laughs> <laughs> So then we kind of, well, we don't see the eating, but we kind of cut to a, um empty container, empty Chinese food container on the bed. And in the meantime, someone has pushed open the bathroom window. Right. We get a like POV from someone sneaking through the parking lot yeah. up to the bathroom window and preparing some plastic explosives. Yeah. So we're cutting between them chit-chatting in the living room and somebody preparing the bomb in the bathroom. And so... Skanky is reading the classified ads from the police special and making everyone wildly uncomfortable, whether he realizes it or not. And Nick is finally like, (laughs) okay, so that was enough male bonding. I'm going to go work on the case. Uh, You guys have fun. And so Nick leaves uh, and Skanky picks up the TV guide, which is the little booklet he picks up. And it was a weekly publication that told you what was on at every hour on every channel. In case yep. anyone was wondering, that's what he picks up. It's the TV guide. And he flips to the page and he's like, ooh, was it Kitty Cat Wrestling or whatever on the... Uh, Foxy Wrestling on the Kitten Channel. Yeah. <laughs> he and Struthers and are both He and like, Struthers are both yeah. excited about that. Yeah, they have like a dude look. And Struthers is like, yeah, 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 I'll go turn it on. But first, he has to go use the bathroom. Right. So as soon as he turns on the bathroom light. Boom. Kaboom. Just as Nick gets out to his car. So he gets to turn around and go, <gasps> Skanky! <laughs> it like with firelight flickering across his face. Yeah, gl- glinting off of his golden curls. Yeah. So uh, Skanky somehow has survived. But Struthers, unfortunately. I wonder if they had any like outtakes where Nick turned around and was like, skanky. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's quite a few outtakes where Garrett is doing um, just like tons being of goofy. Yeah, being goofy. I have a feeling he's 
pretty funny guy. Uh, so I don't know. I imagine he was. If some of these scenes, it would be really hard to take seriously. So that's not one. I can see it. I could believe that he's upset that Skanky got blown up. Um, but Skanky didn't get blown up. You could have made that a really good joke if you went out for Mexican and you blew up the bathroom. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know where this is going, and I don't know if I'm going to have to cut it out. (laughs) So. Taco Bell sponsor. Wow. Okay. I got to refocus now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So bathroom blows up. Yeah. Skanky. Skanky. Right, right, right. Um, And And then he runs in for Skanky and pulls him out. Yeah. And Skanky survives. And the police and reestablish that Struthers didn't make it. I know he's like, I gotta go back for the kid. <laughs> the kid's done. And Nick's like, the kid's done. <laughs> They'll go back for the kids. Okay. And so then we cut to the ambulance has arrived, and Skanky is uh, sitting there just bemoaning the fact that the only reason he survived is because the mattress got covered him, and he didn't get the brunt of the explosion, and blah blah blah. And Nick postulates, um, somebody had to know where we were. Somebody knew police procedure. And the only person that that could be would be a, oh, I don't know, um, police officer. Yeah, someone in the department. Right. And Skanky's like, nope, I refuse. I don't receive that. He's like, I don't I'm rec- not receiving that. I'm not receiving that kind of negativity right now. He's like, nope, uh, somebody could have just followed us and they got caught a lucky break. And figured out we were here. That's what I'm going with. And that's what I am going with. And, uh, but regardless, where can I hide? If it's a cop, what, what can I do? Where can I hide? I got nowhere to go. And Nick's like, oh, I know a place. <laughs> Nick's and got resources. Poor Jeanette, right? I hope. You mean Janet? <laughs> I hope Jeanette and Nick are just getting some on the side. And that is why she feels so generous every time he asks her to do something. It's the explanation that I want to believe is true. So that's what I'm going to go with. Because Jeanette's like... Well, that was your your faction, right? Yeah. Do you want me to talk about... You don't want to talk about my fact. That I, I just saw the comment the on forever the Instagram night, post. The Forever Night factions are an entire podcast all in and of themselves they were nuanced and i don't want to hear any complaints about them at all because no complaints thank just you. all right uh anyway so yeah the immortal beloveds which was the one i have always ascribed to which is someone who wishes that nick and Jeanette would get back together or in this case believes nick and Jeanette are together and that is why Jeanette lets skanky stay at the raven because she's like oh no no, 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 no. And Nick is like, what I'm hearing is yes. <laughs> well, then I'm not coming over Thursday. <laughs> She's like, oh, Nicola. <laughs> She's like, fine, fine, fine. And we get a little bit more flashback, which is um, LaCroix and Jeanette couldn't hold their shit together. And Nick ended up killing all of these hunters. This is the moral of this flashback, which I like. Nick this is ruthless. A lot better than I like last week's flashback. 
Um, it's that's a that's a low bar, but I do like it a lot better. And so Nick like pulls one of them through the window, drags him into the shadow, and kills him. It's just being a ruthless vampire guy. And so Jeanette remembers that a little bit too in the episode. So part of our flashback is Nick, and part of our flashback is Jeanette. But Lacroix is like so excited in the flashback because Nick is being exactly the vampire that Lacroix so wants in, him to be. So in Jeanette's flashback, where she's watching Nick and he kills the guy and then he kind of stands up and talks, he's talking exactly like Lacroix. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that is partly Jeanette's perception of Nick or if Nick was so Nick was still in his like evil phase where he was still kind of uh you know under the influences of Lacroix that he was actually acting like Lacroix. Yeah, well I think in that moment he was sort of channeling Lacroix. That's what we're supposed to get. Nick's uh morality is a little bit peak and valley. We get peaks and valleys throughout his life. We're probably in a valley, is what I'm guessing. In the flashback. In the flashback, yeah. Yes. No, right now, we're peaking right now. Yes, because he, he killed people. Right. <laughs> a bunch of them. Uh, a like, bunch. Like a bunch. <laughs> like a bunch, all of them. Uh, but Skanky is at the Raven, and he immediately leches on somebody. And Nick is like, okay, Skanky, listen. Uh, we all know you're a ladies' man. But can you fucking hold it together for me and not do anything stupid? Skank, although we all know you're irresistible, do me a favor. Keep your hands off the women. Yeah, that's okay. Take it easy. And Skanky's like, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh my God. Like, a, like, I would ever do that. Right. Oh, Skanky. Right. So then we immediately, or more or less immediately, cut to Skanky dicking around at the Raven. Like, he's in the empty dance room, and he's jumping yeah, up and clinking this is, the glasses. This is Skanky's filler material. Yeah. Yeah, this is his filler. And he's making weird, like, dance gestures, and he goes over and leans on the bar, and he looks over, and there's a phone. And then we cut to Nick and Natalie are at Nick's apartment, and he's got a laptop open <laughs> you mean a, a portable box yeah uh, an old school laptop yeah. yeah and so he's going through records and she's helping go through records because they're trying to figure out who in the past had a beef with both skanky and his partner right so they're reviewing all of the cases they worked together yeah and we get this really sweet moment where the phone rings and natalie picks up the phone and just puts it up to nick's ear without right and then he them. just Clamps it in his shoulder. Right. Without either one of them breaking what they're doing. They yeah. both continue to do what they're doing, but she just smoothly hands him the phone. And of course it's kinky. And Nick is like, oh, it's kinky. We've already talked about this. You can't leave. Um, oh, but Nick, Natalie makes a joke because she suggests somebody and uh, Nick, Nick is like, oh, it's just a low-level pimp. Doesn't have he doesn't have any connections to Skanky. And Natalie's like, are we sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> and Nick doesn't think it's. She's like, it's a joke. Come on, it's funny. There's better things I could be doing with my day. It's <laughs> season one. Skanky is a little bit yeah. sexist, yeah. And Nick gets a line about like Skanky's an animal in a cage. 
Oh no, he says I. I feel like. Or, well, first he I, I, yeah, says, after, but he's an he's an animal in a cage, and the longer he stays in there, the more dangerous he gets. And yeah, then, then we cut. They to Skinky. hang up the phone. Well, no, yeah, Skinky sees someone walk by, sees a woman walk by, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, Nick. Okay, bye." He's like, "I'll I'll be here. Bye, bye." And then Nick says, <sighs> "So the animals are restless, are they? Why am I suddenly feeling like I put him in the wrong cage?" Uh, because of course he has to chase this woman. And so he heads downstairs where there's cabinets lined up on the wall and a coffin on the ground. And he's just about to open one of the cabinets when Jeanette catches him. And Jeanette's, Jeanette is wearing this like capelet thing. And she's like, um, you can't be it, down it, It's there. her leisure wear. No, oh, I mean, Jeanette's leisure wear is everyone else's formal wear. Yeah. It's, just, it's just facts. And so she catches him snooping, basically. And she's like, you got to go. You can't be down here. Let's go upstairs. Is that a real coffin? She's like, oh, yeah, we cater to the occasional uh, fetishist. <laughs> Which works, because Skanky's like, oh, yeah, gross. And he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when uh, Jeanette and Nick are talking about Skanky staying at the Raven, Jeanette makes a comment about... Uh, you know what we will have to do if he finds out about us. Is she implying that if Skanky discovers vampires, that they'll have to turn Skanky into a vampire, or that they'll have to kill Skanky? He'll become a permanent member of the night shift. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> I think either kill him or turn him. Actually, you know what? I think we're like four or five episodes from finding out the answer to that question. Okay. Because there are actual consequences for people that find out what, for people who find out about vampires. That aren't Natalie. That aren't Natalie. Yes. Does Jeanette know about Natalie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Remember they Nick met, vouched for her. They met in the episode where Nick did the thing where he like licked Jeanette's neck. And they're about to get it on. Remember that? One? I remember. And Natalie that walks in. She's like, "Oh, I'm so, sh I'm so sorry. Oh my god!" And Nick's like, "No, no, come on, it's fine. We were just, we were about this, to. This is just a normal this, this hangout is, night for this us. This is Thursday. I don't. It's fine. Come on, Natalie. And so that's when Jeanette's like, "Oh, I've heard so much about you. Okay. Yeah, we're not far from. We're not far from answering your question. But since I am trying to live a spoiler-free life, I'm not going to tell you anything about it." And so we're back to the precinct, and the computers are up and running. Hooray! <laughs> Which Matt thought it was really funny. The IT guy was wearing like a lab coat. <laughs> Why would an IT guy wear a lab coat? That, that makes no sense. Because <laughs> they're scientists. Well, it has the business name on the back. So maybe it's like the nerd herd or whatever. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the police department's. Junk. Yeah. IT division. Right. Or, you know, just... It, it looked like it was just, like, overlapping wavy lines. It didn't look like text to me. It just looked like a decorative thing across the back of the lab coat. It was probably supposed to be, like, a business logo. Like a contractor, computer anyway. contractor. You know, you know, at the time, computers were sensitive. Kind of wear a lab coat. Can't contaminate Okay. Them. Computers in, like, the 70s? Yes, clean room, absolutely, because they were the size of a room. But in the 90s, uh, anyway, um, 
Nick <laughs> Nick's talking to Norma. And yeah. she's printing out just a stack of pages. Yeah, she goes, this is the life and times of Skanky and Anderson, Jimmy Anderson. And then 16596, that's your badge number, right? Right, Nick? Yeah, but don't worry about it. I'm, yeah, uh, no, no, th- no, don't. Like, thanks for this. I'm going to yeah. get going. Hey, there's... And, and so then we see her type it in on the screen yeah. and hit enter. And it just says, Nicholas Knight, no files found. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's that's weird. It's weird. There's nothing here under your badge number. No medical history. She's like, well, what what precinct did you work at before this? And Nick's like, oh, you know, it's actually, you know what? I got lots, you know, oh, God, look at the time. (laughs) What? That's so weird. And then he does. He blusters his way out of this interaction pretty well. He does the thing that I do every time I need to get out of a situation, which is just uh, he kisses her. Every time Matt is questioning something, I don't need him to question it. Just kiss and run. And so that's what he does. He's like, thanks, Norma. And he just leans over and plants one on her. Pow, right in the kisser. <laughs> <laughs> and then he dips. He's like, peace, gotta go. And then he calls, uh, oh, yeah, Skinky's talking to Jeanette at the Raven. He's like, you know, Janet. She's like, Jeanette, please. <laughs> please. You see, I am what is referred to as a man of action. You see, Janet. Jeanette, it's 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 Jeanette, please. Jeanette. My apologies, Jeanette. Which, Jeanette. Which I love every time Jeanette and Skanky talk to each other because they are the most unlikely characters to ever meet in real life, right? Without Nick, right? Because conversationally, never, they would never overlap. Skanky is so oblivious. Yeah. To his to people's reactions to his own bullshitting. Yeah, and Jeanette never lies to him, and. He just never gets it. It's like right. how Nick never lies to him and he just doesn't get it. <laughs> or he gets it and he just has accepted Nick is some sort of benevolent supernatural creature that has chosen to be his partner. And he doesn't question it beyond that. But he does get lots of unhelpful advice from Jeanette. Because at this point, Skanky's feeling a little bit... Um, cooped up. Cooped up and useless. And it's the last thing that Skanky likes to feel. Or as he tells Janet, he's I'm a man what they of call a man of action. <laughs> sorry. This is such a better episode than Dead Air. We had so much fun with this episode. Um, yeah, and apparently Norma's not Norma. <laughs> Nick's brilliant distraction techniques didn't work on Norma. It didn't work because she's still a little bit preoccupied with the fact that. Uh, Nick has absolutely no records. Whatsoever. Right, Nick is in the just hanging out in the precinct, and he uses his vampire hearing. Yeah, and hears Norma talking to Stone Tree about how there's no records. She's like, yeah. uh, according to our our database, Officer Knight doesn't exist, and it's Nick's like, shit, this is gonna cost a lot of money. <laughs> so then he calls Jeanette. Yeah, he calls Janet. Because anytime he has a problem, Jenna is there for him. Right. And he's like, um, I need a favor. And she goes, you better be careful because you're using them all up at once. <laughs> for this week. Yeah. Well, for this week. This is going to be a this could be a Tuesday and Thursday week, if you know what I'm saying. So. <laughs> it cost him extra, uh, double, double, double the price. Double the price. Uh, so apparently he needs somebody named Merlin. Larry Merlin. Larry Merlin. No relation. 
To the mythical Merlins. Um, but he needs Larry Merlin. <laughs> Is that the, the South England Merlins? <laughs> the Camelot Merlins? <laughs> Later, this is going to be Aristotle, which you're going to like Aristotle because he has um, hard drives in his office. So his of whole course. wall is lined with um, like spinning reel tapes. Yeah, you kind of like Aristotle. Oh, but then we get our some filler, which the last several episodes have all had filler. I don't know if this was like a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like what in the 90s would have inspired them to have these long, long patches of just rehash. Oh, you know what it might have been? If you had come back late from a commercial break or you'd missed part of an episode, this is a good recap before we get to the climax. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the voiceover. Yeah, because he spends like he's rearranged his apartment because in the last couple episodes his piano was over by the refrigerator. It's moved a bit because in I Will Repay when Natalie walks in and she's giving his her impassioned speech, he like collapses onto the piano bench and he's behind the pillar that's directly in front of his refrigerator. So at that point the piano's over there. And also his motorcycle just gets around the room. His motorcycle well, may he actually uses just it. be like a he what? drives it around. <laughs> if he's sitting on the couch and he really has to go to the bathroom really bad, he rides his motorcycle. I'm sorry, but Nick Knight does not shit. <laughs> There's no. It's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> well, something has to happen to the blood. Sometimes he's working on the microphone. Or sometimes he's working on the motorcycle. There's like one or two scenes where he's working on the motorcycle, but I don't ever think the motorcycle. Maybe leaves. the motorcycle has to go to the bathroom. Maybe it's metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> Does this motorcycle run on blood? <laughs> Is it a vampire motorcycle? I've did, never. Did Nick turn something else into a vampire? I have never understood the purpose of this motorcycle. I think it's ambiance, or maybe it's to explain all the leather jackets. It's the aesthetic. It's the aesthetic. He just owns it, and it sits there. Sometimes it's over by the elevator. Sometimes it's directly behind his like chair that's adjacent, that's kitty corner to his couch. Yeah. Sometimes he sits on it as like a piece of furniture for his pensive moments. Sits on the. Well, it, it's easy to rearrange it when you can just pick up the motorcycle with one hand, <laughs> or just roll it. <laughs> no I don't know I don't know I'd love to know If anybody knows what the fuck the purpose of this motorcycle was Except for just decorative Garant, if you're listening <laughs> let, let us in What was the What was the motorcycle for? Because it it's a consistent prop Which one of the things I like about this show Is we use consistent sets And they they feel very lived in Right. Because they. And the wardrobes. They change. Mentioned. Yeah. And they recycle wardrobes. So it ends up making the character feel like a real character because they rewear outfits. They have like favorite shirts or whatever that they'll use over and over again or they'll wear the same jackets or whatever. Or like um, Skanky has a duck lamp. And we see the duck oh, lamp yeah. a couple of times. I've yeah. Seen the duck lamp. So there's just like, you know, it, it makes it feel lived in. So this was a choice. I mean, putting this motorcycle in here was a choice. 
And it had to have meant something. It had to have a reason for being there because it's in the set. But I don't know what that is. So anyway, questions for the ages. We should probably get back to the episode. This is why we don't record in bed because it just inspires a lot of um, tangential conversation. Yeah. Don't you think so, Pip? Whatever, he's falling asleep. Oh, where were we? Oh, yeah, he's rearranged his apartment. And he's, oh, yeah, we were in the filler. Yeah, he's like playing the piano with one hand and sticking his fingers in a candle flame with the other hand, which is like flirting with death. Death, I guess. And, I mean, he's not laying around playing chess, so we've got that going for us. He's not throwing tarot cards at the camera, which we've got going for us. I meant to highlight when he goes in to rescue Skanky, he's really putting himself at risk into the burning building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because we've established that fire is one of the things that, like, yeah, fire bad. You don't like fire. You don't even like fire in a fireplace. We have to, like, do the dramatic... (laughs) Turn away. Turn away. We need to film ourselves because I do so much physical gesturing. with, And I smack the microphone so often. Well, you know what? You are better. You have gotten better, and I meant to tell you that. Thank you. You also don't adjust it as often. So just want you to know. I haven't heard a microphone smack in a while. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he does the, like, normally. But he did. He went in to try to rescue Skinky. That's a very good point. Good job, sir. Thank you very much for pointing that out. Um, but we during this filler, we're also getting the bad guy glimpsing. So this is our first actual v- images of the bad guy, mm-hmm. except for the fact that he was the... Bom, bom, bom. Okay, so we watched this episode a few weeks ago. Rachel was just watching random episodes. As I do. And when we finally had the reveal of the bad guy, I'm like, hey, that's the, that's the database guy in the lab coat. And Rachel's like, nah... No, it's not. Whatever. Anyway, so we watched it tonight. Like, I'm I'm going to check. So I queued up the scene where we see him working out, and I queued up the scene of the IT guy in a lab coat, and it's the same guy. Yeah. And that's how he knows. He, he is working in the police department. He's the database admin. He has access to all the police information. That's how he knows where they take Skanky. Yep. Which this guy looks like the Renta version of the guy who played Moon Knight, the guy who's also in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He looks like the, the poor man's Oscar the re- Isaac. The, the Renta version. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, he's not bad looking. But the first time I saw him, I was like, that's not, no, not possible. It's not, it's not him, but it does look a little no. bit like him. Uh, but we are getting our first like images of him. He's doing like a, a upside down. Which that was kind of a 90s trope that inversion was like a really hardcore, like physical training thing. Yeah. Nobody does it anymore. Batman did it in the Bruce way, the, um, the Tim Burton Batman movies. Okay. Like I said, it was a 90s thing. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, that inversion like was a hardcore physical yeah. training exercise. 
That was in the 90s, honey. I know. Oh, okay. I was just pointing out that, yes, you are correct. Oh, okay. It was also appeared in this other thing that I have seen. Yeah. Because that's the theme of the episode is random asides. Our episode, not this yeah. Forever Night episode. There's gotcha. very few random asides in this Forever Night episode. But as we're getting some bad guy. Okay, so we see the oh, guy. Oh, he mentions Alan hang- Smithy. He calls and says he's oh, checking yes. on a, um ad that he placed. A classified ad. A classified that he ad by Alan Smithy. In the police special weekly. Yeah, which Alan Smithy, I was like, isn't that 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 name that yeah. gets um, a, and so a I, movie I looked gets attributed it up. to them? It's a pseudonym. Yeah. Uh, it was, they stopped using it at some point, but it part of the, the DGA, Directors Guild, whatever. Yeah. Um, if a director was like, ah, I don't want to be associated with this movie as the director, they would have to go like in front of a committee at, at the DGA and can make a case that they they were not given freedom to for creative control. Yeah. And so it's they don't want to be associated with it. And so then they would officially um change the director's name to Alan Smithy. Yeah. It was like I didn't get enough creative control. This doesn't reflect my vision. Right. I don't want it. Or I don't my want my abilities, name on it. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so this is, I think, supposed to be an Easter egg for film people. Yeah, and this is our why we've been talking so much about the police special. Yeah, yeah, because he's put an ad in the police special, and Nick has decided that brooding in the apartment is just—it's just not. He's not feeling brooding in the apartment today. He's got a brood on the run, so he starts driving and brooding. Yeah, so and now we get some filler while he's just driving around listening to. But we're listening to a new song. Yeah. It's not uh, the night the calls, night calls my, my name. name. It's touch the night. Touch the night. <laughs> Jeanette likes Which to any touch of, the night. <laughs> any of these songs, you replace the, you put a K in yeah. front of the night, and yeah, yeah. It's like fortune cookies when you add in bed. You yeah. didn't catch my joke. You I, I caught your joke. Yeah, yeah. Jeanette likes. Yeah, to Jeanette, Jeanette likes to touch the night. You didn't yeah. laugh. I laughed. You, you left enough for both of us. Well, thank you so much. Um, but this is uh, this driving around. He's actually alternating between coats. Sometimes he has his like black cloth coat Multiple on. Multiple filler scenes. Sometimes he's got his shiny black leather coat on from Dark Knight. So they were clearly like compiling driving scenes to create yeah. this longer filler moment. And then he finally gets to the Raven, and Skanky is like. What is taking so long? And then it zooms out and Nick is talking to this kind of sleazy looking vampire guy. And it's Larry Merlin. Yes. And Larry's like, well, you know, this can be hard because they've already flagged your files. So I can't just drop records in here. I'm going to have to go all the way back to the hospital you were born in. Right. Quotes. Like previous employers and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have to seed the records in all these different systems. It's going to cost you. And Nick's like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Which we don't know it yet, but Nick is um, astronomically wealthy. Because, and there's a sword fight involved in that. And there's a funny story about that episode. But because I'm now living a spoiler-free life, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Don't even ask me. (laughs) When you publish this, you need to hashtag spoiler-free life. (laughs) Uh, So Skanky is feeling restless and aggressive. And And he's... He's lost track of what day of the week it is. Yeah. He's and then just, he realizes that it's Friday. 
the police special weekly is out. Yeah. So he tries to leave and Jeanette stops him. You're not allowed to leave, skanky. She, he's like, I'm just going across the street. I'm going to buy my my thingy. I need to read my stories. I need my stories and then I'll be right back. And Jeanette's like, fair. Okay, fine. Go. And so he's over there leaning against the side reading his police special. And he's reading the classified ads to the woman who, like the judgy newspaper saleswoman. And he finds an ad addressed to Donut Don. Womp womp. And he's like, oh, 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 shit. And so he runs off and- Meet me on memory lane. Commandeers a car. <laughs> he's like, oh, Straight up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> commandeers a civilian vehicle. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Right. And so Nick realizes he's missing. And he calls Jeanette. And he's like, the fuck, Jeanette? And she's like, I am not my skanky's keeper. <laughs> she's like, you asked me to keep an eye on him. I did. He left my line of sight. And I kind of forgot he existed. <laughs> Who's skanky again? Jeanette doesn't give a shit. She's, he is lucky she stayed focused on this this long. And he's like, uh... This is this is a bad situation. He's running on instinct. And Jeanette's like, how is that bad, Nick? About 15 minutes ago, he said that he was just going across the street to buy a newspaper. Jeanette, I thought I told you to look after him. And I have been a good sport about it, but I am not a babysitter for your idiotic buddies. Look, someone's out to kill him. Then let him fight back. Come on, Nikolai, you did. Let the hunted become the hunter. He's out of control, Jeanette. He's running on instinct. Is that such a thing? What's bad about instinct? And so we get our last little bit of flashback, which is Jeanette and LaCroix are trying to go into the basement of this barn slash cabiny thingy. And she's like, come into the darkness, Nick, come with us. And he's like, no, there's one more. Yeah, that's when he's talking like LaCroix. Yeah. And so he kills the last hunter. And that's the end of that flashback, which was Nick killed all of them to save everybody. And so Skanky should also be afforded the chance to save his own life. Yeah. Is the moral of this story. And so Skanky arrives at the police precinct because Memory Lane is referring police to... Police Academy. Uh, police Academy is referring to the police academy, the training course on the police academy. And so he's, and he's on it. He's like, I'm here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm here, you son of a bitch. You gonna come out and show your face? Um, he's on fire. This is this is riled skanky. The most riled we've seen him. Usually he's pretty like he's lecherous or sexist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But he's not um aggressive. Generally speaking, he's he's usually this is violent skanky. Yeah, this is I got I've been cooped up in this club full of young people who make me uncomfortable for the last <laughs> I don't even know how many days, and I, I I gotta get I gotta get this over with. And so, uh, meanwhile, Nick shows up to try to figure out where Skanky could have gone, and so he goes to the newspaper lady. And so she's telling him, I, I gave him the police special. He was reading okay, me for yeah, like, here's, here's what I was doing. I was telling him about that. And then I turned over to look at my lockbox. 
And then when I turned back, he was gone. And by the time she gets to the point, to that point in the story, Nick is now gone. Yeah, Nick is She's now like, gone. what the fuck? <laughs> Another one. <laughs> so Nick has whooshed away. That's our symbol for Nick has flown away. And then he's in the car and he's driving. And then he like screeches the car to a halt because he's talking to Stone Tree. Right. And Stone Tree's like, oh, yeah, memory lane. That's referring to the police academy. And Nick's like, hot damn. And so he slams on the brake in the middle of the road and then whoosh, we're off into the air again. Don't mind the wind, Stone Tree. I just put the top down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Uh, so Skanky's at the academy and he's getting taunted. And we see like a cardboard cutout and he shoots it and then he gets shot at, blah, blah, blah. And then there's he another cardboard cutout. Cut out. Yeah, and he shoots the other cardboard cutout. And he puts together that this is an academy washout from his class. Somebody who was a better marksman, better at everything physical, but failed the psychological evaluation. Yep. And he's like, they should have put you away then. You're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And the guy's like, that may be. But what I'm real, real mad about is I didn't get promoted at my IT job. Because this police, the police academy stuff was still on my record. Yep. I'm still working for the nerd herd. I didn't get to move up to dev sec ops or whatever. <laughs> Area manager. Area manager. Sorry. <laughs> I like displaying my uh, inadequate knowledge of IT to my resident IT person. It's a continuous source of amusement for me. But he's going up the stairs, and he turns, and he thinks it's another cutout, but it's Right, he not. sees a silhouette of a cop. Because this is our, it's just noodles, Michael, moment. Yeah. Because he's been cut out. Oh, it's a person. No, it's a cutout. Oh, it's a person. No, it's a cutout. Right, he shot oh, like three person. cutouts in a row, and he's like, ah, I need to stop shooting these cutouts. Yeah. Because he's already refilled his gun. Right. Uh, so this person is actually a person, just like the bottle in The Lost Boys is actually blood. That was a spoiler. You're welcome. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huge spoiler. Huge. I don't feel bad about spoiling movies that are like, oh, I don't know, like 30 some years old. What about what about TV shows? Well, no, because we're going to get there. 30 years old. I can't do it because we're going through it. And if I spoil it, then yeah, I'm not going to get the authentic reaction that I want because it's a, okay, it's if, a bananas episode. What are, you, what are you looking for? Hold on. Uh. For something like Lost Boys, you mean something that's 35 years old. I need you to shut your (laughs) dirty ginger mouth right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's still good, though. We need to do that on the pod soon. We should just have a vampire marathon. We could do Lost Boys, Near Dark. See, look look what you made me do. Now we're going to have to watch a bunch of vampire movies. So Skanky almost gets shot by this guy who is not a cutout, but Skanky thinks he's a cutout, just like they weren't really noodles. So Nick shouts, watch out, Skanky. And so Skanky turns and shoots the guy. Or Nick does. Nick has his gun out. Who shoots him? I don't think we clear that up, really. Nick shoots. Um, oh, what's the guy's name? McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah. Nick shoots McAvoy. Um, but that's a, that's it. 
Yeah. And so Skanky's like, hey, man, I'd have been toast if it wasn't for you. <laughs> and they get a little bit of, like, partner cuddling. I don't know. They, like, Nick's so touchy with everybody. It would right. freak me out to be around him. Is it any moment he might, like, hug me? <laughs> uh, so he hugs Skanky. They kind of hug it out a little bit. And we cut back to the precinct. And Norma's like, it's the weirdest thing. I tried for a whole week. I looked in all the systems and I couldn't find him. But now I just put his badge number in and look. It's all here. It's all here. And it's a uh, like black and white, like broody photo. Everybody else probably has like a straight on like mugshot for their badge photo. And Nick is like three quarter profile, like turned look over his shoulder with like clothed hair, which is oh, yeah. fair. Yeah. He was like, this is my good side. I <laughs> just did the turn. And so, hey, he's in the computer now. And Stone Tree's like, fuck if I know, man. Computers. I can't understand it, but there he is. I look for a week. I check every database, every department, and nothing. And then I come in here this morning, and boom, it comes right up. Well, uh, computers work in mysterious ways. Personally, Norma, I've never, ever trusted the things. Whatever. And then Nick walks in. Which hey, is, Nick, where were you born? He's like, Chicago. <laughs> 1956. She's like, you mean 57? He's like, oh, yeah, it was New Year's. I always get confused about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we cut to Skanky, and he's sitting at his desk because he was shot in the arm, and so he's on desk duty. Oh, I hate recovering. desk duty. And he's answering all these trivia questions correctly. And Nick's like, oh, man, you're good at that. I, I didn't know you were a fan of the opera. Yeah. Polka, yes. Opera, no. Skanky <laughs> gets a really cool line about how they're all beautiful in their own way. And Nick's like, oh, is that a oh, yeah, Skanky music. quote? Yeah. yeah. And Skanky's like, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Skanky thanks Nick. And Nick's like, you know what, Skanky, you, you did a good job. You're a good cop. Right, all, all, all that stuff he was saying, like, yeah, you know, Stone Tree said the same thing. It's takes more than shooting a gun, yeah, to be a good cop. It's not about bodies on the ground. It's not picking up bodies. Yeah, there's more to being. He's, yeah, a cop he's than more than up picking bodies. up dead bodies. Yeah, and you're a good cop, Skanky. And Skanky's like, oh my god, what that was that, was that a, a compliment? Was that a compliment, Nick? And Nick's like, yeah, don't let it go to your head. And he's like, oh, I won't. He's like, don't worry, I won't let it go to my head. And Nick says, um, I'm pretty sure you've already lost that battle. You've been reading my files? All I'm saying is that Anderson was right. There's more to being a good cop than picking up dead bodies. And you're a good cop. <laughs> is this a compliment? I'll try not to get a swelled head. You want me to tell you the truth? Yeah. Yeah, I want the truth. You lost that battle a long time ago, don't it? And that's the end of the episode. So maybe after uh, the Lost Boys Marathon, we can look at 40-year-old movies like Tron and, uh, hold on, got to go back in the list. Why Why are you trying to hurt me right <laughs> e. now? E.T. Oh, God, I hate E.T. I don't hate E.T. Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan? Yeah, no, fuck, I'll always watch Khan. You know yeah. it. I just quoted Khan, in fact. Yeah. The Secret of Nim. The Last Unicorn. Dark Crystal. These Apparently are those were all movies. 1982. 1982 was a good good year. You know what I saw the other day? A top 10 list that I saw the other day that really ground my gears. And it was top 10 vampire television shows of all time. 
Number one was, was Moonlight. It? it was a good one. I mean, Moonlight was good. I own Moonlight on DVD, and it gets about an annual rewatch. But Moonlight is a reboot of this show, A Forever Night. And how do you throw Moonlight, which had like eight episodes, three or two or three of which are totally incomprehensible because it falls right in the middle of the 2008 writer's strike. And they lost half the season and they had to wrap up a whole bunch of plot in like an episode so that they could have two or three coherent episodes before they had to wrap it for the season. And it never got remade or it never got a second season because it happened right in the middle of the 2008 writer's strike. How do you put that, but you don't put Forever Night? Was it really list. supposed to be a reboot of Forever Night, or it's was not, it just a it's inspired a, by? It's a inspired by the vampire okay. detective, vampire cop, vampire investigator. You know, like Angel is mm-hmm. like a vampire cop. At least he is when he first starts. Yeah. And then as time goes on, that becomes less and less of a thing. Kind of like Harry Dresden. Yeah. Does less and less PI work and more saving the world and the universe. Yeah, with yeah. great power comes greater plot stakes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need the the private investigator plot plot hook. Right. No, yeah. you've that that's not necessary to drive it anymore. But I mean this this does because that's we stick with it, which is fine. It's great. Right. You know me, I love a monster of the week. Yeah. Serialized drama. Yeah. Anyway, I've been waiting for a while to get that off my chest. That why the fuck was Forever Night not even on the list? Was there anything else on the list that was noteworthy? I mean, none that I haven't seen before. It was all the Vampire Diaries and all the Vampire Diaries spinoffs, which I have strong opinions about. Uh, and then Moonlight and a couple other ones that I had already seen. But this one wasn't even on the list. Which there's not that maybe, many. Maybe it was, maybe it was like the top vampire TV shows of the last twenty years. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> you found a button, and you're just like poke, poke, what, poke, what, poke. What would happen if I just keep pushing it? <laughs> it's fine. You're older than me, so. Yep. Yep. So it's older man prerogative. Well, Pippin's already asleep, and we're already in bed, so I feel like a natural conclusion to this episode is to just wrap things up. So, we don't really have any news in particular. Podlab's coming along. I put a picture, a teaser picture of it up on Instagram the other day, so I'll post some more progress pics tomorrow. I keep the Instagram pretty updated. It's a lord of a smorgasbord of whatever's in Rachel's mind that day, really. So it's kind of an interesting glimpse into my thought processes. And I like to think my captions are pretty funny. They make me laugh. So, hey, I got genuine interaction today. I saw that. Yeah. It wasn't a bot. It was actually somebody answering a question, which I thought was really good. I was very excited. I was like, oh, my first real Instagram comment. I mean, Kate comments and my sister comments, but. This is somebody that I'm not related to and is under no obligation to comment right, purely on because of stuff. the podcast. And I've been meaning to take a screenshot of every like Matt's bi-weekly Instagram login where he goes and likes all the, lo- all the <laughs> stuff. And I just I'm under all, orders. I get all these notifications and they're all. Got to feed the algorithm. 
Matt's username is liked all these things. <laughs> and I had a reel the other day that got like 20 likes in one day. So, I mean, that's basically viral. So, Woo-hoo. I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> got 31 followers now. I feel like I should give the count every single time. I don't know. I'm just really proud of my little Instagram page. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun, which is the point. Yes. That's the point. Uh, we also have a suggestion form if anybody wants to throw some suggestions our way. Um, I was thinking we could start doing like a sci-fi movie, horror movie, fantasy movie in sequence. Because we've done a lot of sci-fi, we've done a lot of fantasy. We've underserved horror a little bit. But I feel like if we put them in sequence, then people will be like, okay, I know the first week of the month is when they put out their sci-fi I mean, that way we can give the people what they want on a schedule. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to start doing that. I'm trying to get Matt to give me some suggestions, which, guys, it's going to be Gattaca. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's going to be Gattaca and Stargate. Yeah. The first one, absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) It was so going to be Gattaca. No. What was it going to be? Definitely not the second one. (laughs) Stargate. Fun fact, fun fact. Anybody want to know fun fact? I was in labor with our second <laughs> child. <laughs> I was like, Matt. Uh, Gladiator is also on the list. <laughs> I was like, Matt, can you please put on a movie? I need to be distracted. And I hear the, the walking through the wheat music from Gladiator. <laughs> it's like, did you just. It's a really good movie. <laughs> did you just fucking put on Gladiator when I was in labor? <laughs> Yeah, no, he totally did. It's a good background movie. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. Is it a labor movie? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, which, how old is Gattaca? It's got to be 30 years old now. It's late 90s. It's late 90s, so it's like 25. Oh, we also have a website while Matt is looking that up, and it is strangeandbeautiful.club. And I have all sorts of links on there. But if you follow me on Instagram, I do have a link tree in our 25 years, exactly. I do have a link tree in our... What is link tree? Do you know what link tree is? I've only ever heard you say the words link tree. I have one. <laughs> there is a link tree here. <laughs> uh, I don't know what link tree is. It's just a page that has links on it. It's like a... Like a website. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> like a website, <laughs> but I don't have to build it. I just tell Linktree, please include all these links. And it's like, cool, you want to pay so we don't put Linktree branding on it? And I go, I don't give a shit if you put Linktree branding on it because that makes it free. <laughs> so it's just, it's literally a web page with it's links on it? It's one link that somebody can click on and it has all the, well, not everybody's website is just links, okay? Some people's websites have a bunch of shit on it. And if you don't want to wade through the shit, you don't want to wade through a river of shit that, and come out why, clean on the other side. That's why there's more than one page on a website. You can just, you know what? There are different ways that people interact with the internet, okay? And some people like going to independent websites and stuff. There's people, one way to interact with the internet from the command line. Okay, not all of us <laughs> have been using computers since IT guys had to wear lab coats, okay? Hey. I never got to wear a lab coat. I, I'm feeling gypped out on this. <laughs> you should just buy yourself one. I, I worked in a hardware lab. I didn't have to wear a lab coat. I didn't get to wear a lab you coat. You should just buy yourself one and embroider on the thing like Matt. And then put your little whatever computer 
designation. The, the only have. thing they said was we we had to wear closed-toed shoes, but I still wore my flip-flops. God, you're such a rebel. I'm such a rebel. Oh, I love a bad boy. <laughs> okay, we got to get that. Stop, stop, stop. You're distracting me from wrapping this up, okay? So I will show you what a link tree is after this by going to my Instagram page and looking at my profile where the link tree lives. Okay, it's where it grows, grows and blossoms. Is, and is this the third ending of the, the episode? Yeah, well, you keep fucking distracting me. It's where it's where the link tree lives. Okay, so remember. And then you remembered. <laughs> you gotta say your ending. <laughs> remember, sometimes the strangest things are the most beautiful too. So be who you are and love what you love. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye. safe when you're the hunted.